0: Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Pierogi Pals podcast. Before we begin, I just want to point out that the theme song for the Pierogi Pals podcast, which you just heard, is performed by the Ukrainian old-timers, the Pierogi Dance. You can check them out on iTunes. Now, back to the show. My name is Derek, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Kirsten.
1: For this episode, we headed to the St. Anthony's Ukrainian Orthodox Church way in the west and a little in the south of Edmonton. They do their pierogi dinners on the third Friday of every month.
0: We purchased the number one combo plate for $12 and each added two cabbage rolls for an additional dollar per person. This gave us each 10 pierogies, garlic sausage, onions, the option of sour cream, but ew, sour cream, a beverage, and dessert. There were three other combo options that cost 9 $10 and $8, respectively.
1: But we don't remember what they included. I think probably like a normal person portion of pierogies, like six.
0: Yeah, or... there was like one that didn't give you sausage, and then there was another that like didn't give you... But
1: none of them had the cabbage rolls. That was no. always extra, always but worth it. Totally it's
0: worth it. it.
1: So let's start off with the pierogies themselves. The filling was like fine... It was
0: I recall you saying otherwise. I recall you saying it was like store-bought filling.
1: Yeah. So I think that the issue is is that this place, unlike any of the other places we've ever we have gone to, they added like black pepper to the cheddar and potato pierogies, and I think it just happens that the kind of store-bought pierogies I had as a child also had black pepper. Wow. So that is why I feel that they taste the filling tasted store-bought ish.
0: I felt that it was something different than all of the other places we had gone to, so that set them apart in a positive way in my mind.
1: Well, we will just have to agree to disagree.
0: The dough, on the other hand, was a little dry and chewy, like something you get from store-bought pierogies. <laughs> There was no butter bath for the pierogies, nor were there enough onions or any bacon whatsoever anywhere. Most
1: of the places didn't have bacon. And
0: that is to their detriment.
1: But it did lack the butter bath that most no butter. of the other places have had.
0: Paula so Dean were, would not approve.
1: Yeah, they were on the chewier side. Not as chewy as the ones Ours. we made. Yeah, But probably not our favorite.
0: No, definitely not our favorite.
1: We did strike up a conversation with a women, woman named Donna. Uh, Donna has been coordinating the pierogi dinners at the church for 12 years. And when she heard about our podcast, we kind of told a few people, and it was like they thought we were some fancy celebrities. We're and kind not... of a big deal. <laughs> with our listenership of my mom and best friend, we're
0: high rollers. I think in your the parents pierogi. stopped listening. Probably. I don't know if they ever started.
1: Anyways, she heard about our podcast and she brought us over a special treat. Mm -hmm. So for the people who volunteer and work in the kitchen, they not only boil the pierogies, but they also fry them. Uh And that makes them crunchy and crispy and yummy. Mm -hmm. And the fried ones were significantly tastier than the mass-boiled
0: ones. Mass-produced Yeah, but they were.
1: So if you can get Donna, get on Donna's good side and Mm. grab some of those crunchy fried runs ones.
0: Just pretend that you have the second best pierogi podcast in all of Edmonton and maybe you, too, can score some fried pierogies. As we mentioned earlier, there was also some sausage provided. It was probably the best we've had from any of the dinners. We each got four or five big chunks of the sausage, which were similar to like camping or barbecue sausage and not that normal Kuba saw that we've typically been getting, that like garlic sausage. It was garlic, but it was
1: tasty, better. And it, the skin, when you bit it, it was like... Yeah. Mm. Mm. So there was also coleslaw, which was your standard
0: coleslaw. It was it's coleslaw.
1: Not overly memorable, not for a good or bad reason. Ooh, there was a pickle. Ooh, yeah, the pickle.
0: Yeah, the pickle I had was both warm and cold, depending on where you were in the pickle. It was,
1: huh.
0: it was like a mystery. Every bite, you just didn't know what you were gonna get.
1: They were also like, I remember the very intense flavor. It was very pickle, p- pickly, Yeah, that's fine. Yep. But then, then there were the cabbage rolls. They were the best. You know more about cabbage rolls than I, so maybe you would like to speak to them?
0: These reminded me of the cabbage rolls my grandmother and my great-grandmother used to make because they were these little tightly packed grenades of goodness, not the, like, loose half a pound of rice things that you tend to see. These things were, like, packed and just Mm -hmm. really good. There wasn't meat. There wasn't vegetables inside them. But the rice was very good.
1: It was, like, salty and buttery. It reminds me of, like, some Chinese food places. They have this, like, I don't know, maybe they add butter to the rice, but they have something, they just have this rice that tastes better than your average rice. And I think it's probably just, like, a lot of butter.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. More butter, more butter. The dessert for the evening was vanilla ice cream with Saskatoon mm. berries and sauce. It was kind of a weird contrast because the berries aren't very sweet. They're a little on the tart side. So it was odd with the quite sweet ice cream, but still enjoyable.
1: The berries were very good. Yes. I would have just had like a bowl of the berries. Yeah,
0: I could just go with a bowl of the Saskatoon ice cream was like vanilla ice cream, them. but yeah. the berries. The the ice cream was very vanilla. Pun so, intended.
1: The beverage choices. Oh
0: yes, the beverages.
1: <laughs> there was regular tea or water, and what you so you had the yellow liquid mix. It tasted like banana and peach, and I had the green liquid, which because it was close to remember or not remember sorry. because it was close Saint to Patrick's. Saint Patrick's Day. I figured it was just water with green food coloring. You
0: figured wrong.
1: But it was not water at all. It tasted like. I think there was definitely water in there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it tasted like green jello that they had not turned into jello. It was like they just mixed jello mix into some water and then served that as a drink. And it was gross. <laughs> it, was, it was gross. But there were lots of children there, so I'm sure they enjoyed it. There were actually... Yeah, there was a lot of children. It was a well-attended
0: event overall, actually.
1: Yeah, it was, like, smaller than something like St. Basil's, because St. Basil's just has, like, this huge gym, mm-hmm. but the whole... The room that it was in was relatively full, and, yeah, there were lots of families and all kinds of people.
0: So... We talked to Donna, the coordinator, again after eating and got the old 411 on pierogi dinners at St. Anthony's. She said they usually serve about 300 to 350 people per supper, with the record being 501, which happened on the night of a fundraiser for Constable Daniel Woodall, a Edmonton police service officer who was killed in the line of duty in June of 2015. The church does two fundraisers a month for the community with the most... No, no,
1: two fundraisers a year. So two of the pierogi dinners a year are fundraisers.
0: Oh, well, I misinterpreted that part of the notes. So there. The most recent fundraising went towards the mustard seed. And in all, St. Anthony's has seven events per year.
1: Seven pierogi dinners. Yes. They have lots of different events if you look at their calendar. This
0: is true. They have
1: a baking, an Easter bake sale this coming Friday.
0: Seven events applicable to the Pierogi Pals podcast.
1: We've gone to Easter bake sales. At but Ukrainian not dinners. as part
0: of the Pierogi Pals podcast.
1: Prior to each pierogi dinner at the church, they have a work bee. So the day before, they make or they fill all the pierogies because they've produced all the dough prior to that. So the dough comes in and they start making the balls to fill the pierogies at seven in the morning. And then the pinching crew comes in at 9 in the morning. And they pinch, 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 and are all done by 2 p.m. And they make four to 500 dozen pierogies each time. And then they sell 250-ish dozen on an average pierogi supper night. I don't know what they do with the other
0: couple hundred. Sell them at the other events,
1: maybe? Secretly fry them and eat them themselves in the kitchen.
0: those greedy, greedy people. We also discussed the Pierogi Pals podcast with our table mates, who talked about how neat it would be if we became a huge thing and somehow replaced Facebook?
1: Move over, Zuckerman, they said. I'm not totally sure they knew what we were talking about. Well, there were two of them. The younger woman... Got what we were talking about, but she's definitely still thought we were a bigger deal than we are. And then her mother was the one who told Zuckerman to watch <laughs> out for us because we were coming for Facebook.
0: Coming for you, Zuckerman. So we can't even get sued because we're not even using the right last name. So it's totally fine.
1: So that was our experience at Saint Anthony's Ukrainian Orthodox Churches pierogi dinner it was good
0: it was one of the the higher ones i think
1: the interaction with like donna and our table mates was fun the pierogies were probably medium low medium yeah but the sausage was good yeah and the cabbage rolls were i don't know i don't think i've had cabbage rolls like that before
0: Yeah, the Cabadrilles were really the difference maker that pushed this into the the upper echelons of the pierogi dinners we've been to thus far.
1: Plus, they're like two for a dollar. So you could just go have two. Well, actually, I don't know. I shouldn't be advertising things I'm not sure about.
0: You mean you could just. Yeah. Maybe Uh you could get like 20 for 10 bucks. Maybe. Hmm.
1: Well, if you know, (laughs) let us know. We like and subscribe. (laughs) Just joking, this is a podcast, not a YouTube channel. Do you have a joke for
0: us? I do have a joke for us and for all of our listeners. This joke involves a cowboy named Jack. Jack had long had a trusty steed, but it had fallen into hard times and was no longer fit to carry Jack around where the deer and the antelope play. In need of something new, Jack strode into John's stable looking to buy a horse. Listen here, said John, I've got just the horse you're looking for. The only thing is, he was trained by an interesting fellow. He doesn't go and stop the usual way. The way to get him to stop is to scream, hey, hey. And the way to get him to go is to scream, thank God. Jack nodded his head. Fine with me. Can I take him for a test run? And Jack did just that, taking the horse out and putting it through its paces. And soon enough, he was having the time of his life. This horse sure could run, he thought to himself. Jack was speeding across the land when suddenly he saw a cliff up ahead. Stop! screamed Jack. But the horse kept on going. No matter how much he tried, he could not remember the words to get it to stop. "Mm, Yo, yo! screamed Jack. But the horse just kept on speeding ahead. It was five feet from the cliff when Jack suddenly remembered. Hey, hey! Jack screamed. The horse skidded to a halt just one inch from the cliff. Jack could not believe his good fortune. He looked up to the sky, raised his hands in the air, breathed a deep sigh of relief and said with conviction, Thank God!